from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for listening to the G and Ursula Show. You know, usually when I start off the top of the hours, I like to check in with my good friend Ursula and ask her, how's the show going? Ursula, how's the show going? Uh, meaty with a little bit of spice. Okay. All right. Yeah, Is so that that's good? How, yeah. I, 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 what's with the food references for me mm-hmm. all the time? Yeah. yeah. Spicy. Yeah. Meaty. <laughs> Today's a little meaty. Are you hungry? Uh, but you know what? Coming coming up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> coming up in a half hour, yes. we are going to talk about, we're going to lighten it up a little bit. We're going to talk about a four and a half day work week. Mm-hmm. And how would that work out for everybody? How would mm-hmm. you feel about that? Exactly. Now, real quick. We, I know what we're about to talk about, so make sure Chef has the music ready. You need that palate, palate cleanser. I'm going to get to that. All right, yes. Ursula, let's get to what's new at 10. Okay. <laughs> so fresh off his primary win in New Hampshire, former President Donald Trump crowed and joked and t- took a few shots at his opponent, Nikki Haley, who insists that she is not ready to drop out. Yeah. And just a little note to Nikki. She's not going to win. She's not going to win. But if she did... She would be under investigation by those people in 15 minutes. And I could tell you five reasons why already. Not big reasons. A little stuff that she doesn't want to talk about. But she will be under investigation within minutes. Okay. Let's just stop there for a minute. Do we know these people who are going to do the investigation? Who we who? Do we ever know these people? Is there <laughs> no. is there ever? Okay, but she, it, here here is the part that I I have to ask you about this because uh, Tim Scott stood behind Trump, <laughs> and he was there with a big grin on his face as the former president roped him into his speech. I mean, did you ever think that she actually appointed you, Tim? <laughs> and think of it. Appointed, and you're the senator of his state, and she endorsed me. You must really hate her. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh oh. I just love you. No, that's that's why he's a great politician. Okay. Okay. Is he jockeying for position? Can I, <laughs> yes. Since you since you asked yes. me, I want to I want to talk about something. Um, when I that last part. Because I just love you. I cringe. It hurts to see that. Not because it's just Tim Scott. I'm talking about many situations. And now I'm going to relate this to all of us. Have you ever been in a situation where there is someone that gets picked on? And they're picked on in front of other people by someone that either has a lot of money or that has a particular uh, job title. And so they yeah. pick on that one person, and that one person does that uncomfortable laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they have no choice but to take it because they have to take it to stay in this circle, to stay in this crowd. That is the price that you pay to be in that. And so when I see Tim Scott do that, or I'm reminded to let people know this, because I know that there are some folks out here that get picked on, have to take it. 
right? Because they have to stay in these situations because they have families to feed. They have to be a part of this circle. They have to be in that boss's good graces. Because one thing I've learned about leadership in a lot of companies, there's an entire echo chamber a lot of times, right? Where there's a bunch of people that all think the same, talk the same, and whenever the one person says, they all think the same. And this is why some leadership is so bad. In the case of Tim Scott, I'm embarrassed for him. I'm embarrassed for Tim Scott because it's like, Tim, bro, you ain't got to take that. You don't have to have him doing that. But instead, you say, I just love you. Well, and he also was encouraging Nikki Haley to drop out. And he's saying, you know, the polls in South Carolina, where she was governor, are in favor of Trump. Um, but, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And I feel it, too, in that it's, he's trying so hard to be liked. When you said, you know, do you know when there's a bully and and. You're just doing anything, even if it means you have to swallow some of your pride. Yeah. And and it's unfortunate that a lot of people fall under that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Marjorie Taylor Greene is now telling MSNBC that she thinks Nikki Haley should drop out. But get this. Mm-hmm. She is threatening any Republican who doesn't fall in line. This is a referendum on the Republican Party, and that's something I'll be saying in my speech tonight. Uh, This is a true change for the Republican Party. It says that not only do we support President Trump, we support his policies. And any Republican that isn't willing to adapt these policies, we are completely eradicating from the party. So it's up to Nikki Haley uh, what she does. that, that, That scares me. I'm the emotional one on the show. You're the most logical one. What policy? What Trump policy? Text in 888-973-5476. What what Trump policy is she referring to? One. Number two, to all of my Republican brothers and sisters, I need you to text in and and answer this. Is this really what y'all want? Is, Is this... Is this what you want? Even if, if even if he does, oh, he won New Hampshire, he won Iowa, and this is how he does his accept. Just accept victory. But just accept when victory. you when you answer that question, <clears throat> don't make it. Well, I'd rather have him again than uh, have Biden for four more years. What is if it wasn't Biden? If 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 there was someone else uh, running as a Democrat, uh, would you feel the same way? I mean, I, I guess I say that because for a lot of people, he is their first choice. Clearly. Still, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and okay, the, so I want to go ahead. I was just going to just say, um, you know, because a lot of times people probably say, well, gee, you know, well, what about the Democratic Party? The Democratic Party has its issues, too. Right. I don't want I don't want anybody to think that they don't have their issues. And I think the number one issue that the Democratic Party has is, well, at least we're not Trump. Sometimes I kind of feel that that sentiment, but neither here or there. I just want to just just say that part of it because I don't want people to think that there's not problems on either, either side. But this isn't. This is this is huge. Like this is a real big problem. Well, here's here's another thing. So so Trump held a rally in New Hampshire ahead of the primary vote, and there was a, a point where he. Okay, and he appeared to be basking in the support of QAnon believers who called on um, him to free those who've been convicted of crimes on January 6th. So listen to this.
Okay. The chef just, didn't do that? So, yeah, no. That So that was not music that we put on there that was something that happened. I don't know. Okay, wait. Where's our cleansing music? Hang on. It's just but, but, January. But, but you know, I, most people that are texting in right now are saying, no, this is not what I want. No, the, I mean, uh, I the think, majority. I think Nikki Haley is a great Republican candidate. Why aren't more people going for her? That's what I want to know. I, I, you know what? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that either. I don't understand. I think she is a great candidate, like you're saying, for the Republican Party. I don't want to go ahead and make assumptions as to what I think that are holding Nikki Haley back. I don't want to do that because I think that that would be wrong. But if I did say those assumptions, I just wonder if Nikki Haley being a woman, if that kind of hurts her. When it comes to running against Donald Trump, when Donald Trump talks about her first name, chef, does that hurt her amongst uh, those in the Republican Party? I'm with you, Ursula. I just don't understand why that would not be a logical candidate. And oh, by the way, she doesn't have any court cases coming up in 2024. Well, the, the only trait that matters right now to Republican voters, it seems, is dominance. Yeah, Do you win. have the ability yeah. to show dominance, to show that you can hurt other people, that you can you can win, you can destroy the other side, you can destroy your opponents, and that's what they get with Donald Trump. You know, Nikki's too sensible. Well, the thing is, there's there are polls that show that she would beat Biden in, in a one on one in a matchup with Biden. So it's which. It's also hard to but that's, fathom. I that think logic. She has a better logic chance. Given right now, she can't even win in her own state, probably. I believe that Nikki, Nikki Haley has a better chance to beat President Biden than Donald Trump does. I, I, I really do. I, I believe well, that. that's what no the polls say. Here. That oh, is oh, what the, yeah, that's what the polls say. I, so, so. Anyways, I, yeah, I, know. I, 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 I keep it's, asking it's the same question. It really is a head scratcher. <laughs> but the, the dominance part, the ooh-wee, the I gotcha, chef, that might be a very good point. Maybe that's the one. And Michael Medved told us months ago that people like Trump. People would like to have a beer with Trump. And sometimes for oh. some voters, they go for that. Yeah. Oh, no. And I, I, I had mentioned it as well. It's like I, I think that there were political pundits who were saying, well, you know, if you had someone to pick, like, who would you want to hang out with? Who would be more entertaining? I think there are some people who just say Trump and or they can relate to him more. OK. What's new at 10? Sounds good. Sorry about that. <laughs> Let's move on to another story, though, because it has been a year since a Seattle police officer hit and killed a woman on a crosswalk in South Lake Union while responding to a call. Janavi Kandula's death got worldwide attention after another officer was caught on body cam video, his own body cam video, appearing to make jokes about her death. $11,000. She was 26 anyway. She had limited value. So now the Office of Police Accountability announced its findings, saying that that officer, Dan Otterer, who is the vice president of the Seattle Police Guild, violated department policy and uh, OPA called his comments derogatory, disturbing and inhumane. But OPA did not recommend any discipline for Otterer yet, uh, who claims his remarks were in reference to a potential lawsuit stemming from her death. So now Seattle's police chief, Adrian Diaz, is going to have final say on what happens next to Otterer. 
murderer. That could still be months away. And the King County Prosecutor's Office says they're still reviewing the case to see whether Officer Kevin Dave, uh, who was the officer who hit the woman, Mm. uh, whether he should face criminal charges for the deadly crash. Again, as of yesterday, it's been a year. Ursula, is this a culture problem? Continued? I think I think this, absolutely culture right? within SPD plays into this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like this is a culture problem. This is a reminder. So when we're talking about a year anniversary of that unfortunate uh, night, when we talk about listening to that officer speak about her that way, that's a culture problem. That's just not an individual problem. That's a culture problem. And also, one of the things that really sucks, Ursula, is... We know that there's a culture problem within law enforcement. This isn't just an SPD problem. This is a law enforcement issue. That you know, it has been bad for some time. The part that probably hurts the most is when you are reminded of how it still continues. And here we are a year later, and there is still review, and we're still looking into it. And when I, we all know that outside of law enforcement, we know how fast. Things get reviewed. If if you and I, there would be some kind of decision made if it was you or I in either of these incidents, whether it was, you know, our employer looking at the comments that we make or uh, in the case of the officer hitting the, the victim in the crosswalk. Why does it take so long? That's just it. I mean, are, they, that's, are, that's, they, are, they, are people not going to work every day? when it involves law enforcement takes that just that much longer. And that's the reminder to the public. And so then we wonder, because I know sometimes people you know, like to say, oh, people are anti-law enforcement. Stop. That is a lazy thing to try to say. It's old. It doesn't work anymore. No. We are not anti-law enforcement. We are anti that behavior that has continued to be allowed. You can't keep using this rhetoric of, oh, you guys are against cops. It doesn't work. Yeah. And the important thing, and I know for police departments, too, they want to have the trust of the community. And this is something that actually hurts that trust. Okay, just real quick. We, of course, know that Pete Carroll's no longer the Seahawks head football coach, but it looks like He's not done coaching, gee, at the age of he's 72, according done. to Pro Football Talk. Mm-hmm. What, he's been talking or at least interested in the Los Angeles Chargers head coach vacancy? What's that all about? You ready for wh- wh- where it came from? Yes. Y'all ready for who the source, <laughs> who who kept Is this a reliable this? source? I mean, technically, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I'm not being serious. Snoop Snoop, Dogg's been talking to Coach Pete. No, no, I don't know about that. Snoop Dogg has been saying out loud that Pete Carroll is wanting the job for the Chargers, and he's kind of trying to get that job. And so Florio from Pro Football Focus kind of went with that and started talking. And everybody, there's a lot of people that I know in the industry that's holding their phone back and keeping it in the draft. They're like, I'm not tweeting that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not tweeting that Pete Carroll is going to be doing that. Look, Ursula. But it's it's really interesting, though, because it, I, I thought that University of Michigan's coach, Jim Harbaugh, I thought he was the finalist. And I think Harbaugh and Carroll have kind of been rivals, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like from USC days and just yeah. college football days. Yeah. So that could be interesting. Yeah, it could be. But at 72, I mean, I got to. Yeah. I love it. Wait, wait, you, you, you love it that he still going? Yes, why not? I couldn't do it, but you know what? If he still has it in him, why not? You know what I, you know what I want to see out of Pete Carroll? 
this is what I want to see what? going forward. I don't want him to coach again. I want him to be a paid consultant by different teams around the NFL to come in and help them so he can get his gear and nice little paycheck. I want a statue of him oh, somewhere yeah. in this town. Oh, yeah. And I want the last team that that man coached because when he goes into the Hall of Fame, he's going to go in as a Seahawks head coach, right? That is what I want, selfishly. Now, I don't know what he want. I ain't talked to Pete. But selfishly, that's what... When you're 72 years old, come on now, Pete. Get your cup of coffee in the morning. Read your newspaper. <laughs> enjoy read, life. Enjoy but he life, enjoys baby. life. Chopping that gum and, and, and mentoring people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good stuff. How's, it, how's the show going so far, Ursula? More meat and potatoes. Okay. Hey... This next topic is one that we all can talk about. I'm in disagreement. Absolutely. But I want to know about you. How would you like a four and a half day work week? Would that work for you? Oh, we'll discuss that next. Jennifer. show. Thank you so much for hanging out on this Wednesday, hump day. Happy Wednesday to all of you. Speaking of which, uh, what we're in day three then of the work week. How would you feel if you didn't have to work after tomorrow? Come on, have, man. I know. <laughs> would you be a better? Oh, go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, so here's the thing. We've talked about the four-day work week so much. And, you know, there are a lot of people who love the idea, but there are also companies that are like, okay, yeah, we can't do that because that's just not how society works. And now there is word of this company that is trying something a little bit different. And I got to say, I love it. Um, So this company is Basis Technologies. It's an advertising software company. And in 2024, it's going to be the year of the half day Friday. And so they've decided that workers can roll out at noon. Mm -hmm. So get your work done. They're not going to hold any company meetings on Friday. So it's just get the work that you need to get done, done Mm -hmm. by noon. And then you've got the rest of the day and you can start your weekend. Okay. Which sounds amazing. And then I looked up a few other details. So they're saying, well, this is an alternative for the short work week, but you know, it's an in-between. We're not ready to commit to doing the four-day work week, but uh, we recognize that our employees need a little more time to refresh and and, uh, get re-energized and and have some downtime over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things that they've agreed on is that, hey, if there is something that has to be done or some pressing business on a Friday afternoon, yes. um, then you have to agree that you will either come into work or you'll get that job, get the job done. Uh, but then you can take that time off, mm-hmm. you know, essentially uh, uh, at another time. Right. So I don't see a whole lot of downside to this. So I want to get your take on it. So let's just say. If there was ever a time that our top boss were to come down into like in this studio right here, let's just say that that were to happen, right? And so she comes in and she says, Ursula, Chef G, got a new thing for you guys, and I want to see if you want to agree with it. 
And here it is. You guys agree to work Monday, uh, four days every single week. So it'll look like this. Ursula, for two weeks, you will work Tuesday through Friday. And then for two weeks, you will work Monday through Thursday. Same thing for you, chef. Same thing. And then when you're not working the, the day, I'll just be here, just mm-hmm. me and my, my presence. And then when you're not here, you got Paul filling in for you. Would you agree with that? If I could get if I get the same the pay. Same pay. Same pay. Yes, I would agree to that. And, makes and then too, I, makes, I, makes too much sense, I, right? And then I would make an argument and say, hey, and then, you know, that extra day. Yes. I mean, I, I would totally agree with that. And if, and if, if there's never, breaking, and if there's some breaking news, like, hey, in. hey, oh, hey, real quick, uh, Trump has done it again. You got to show up on Monday. Okay, cool. So you, you down with that? Chef? Sign me up. Sign, you makes get extra much, out of me, man. Make, I'll work yeah. on another project that day. No, that's, you won't. That's my point. <laughs> that's where I was going with this. I truly believe that you will get more out of your employees when you do in, when you incentivize things just like that. A one little tweak like that, I guarantee you, those four days, you'll get more out of them in four days than you will out of five. Because I'm going to keep it a buck. There's a reason why people don't schedule meetings on Fridays. There's a reason why there isn't as much productions on Fridays. We, people in this world are like, well, on that Friday, whatever day your Friday is, so whether yeah. it's Friday or your Friday's on right. a Monday, right. you know, in your heart of hearts, you don't go as hard in the paint on that Friday as you should. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is a weekend, two days is truly not enough. Like, when do you start relaxing? When weekend rolls around, when, when do you f- actually feel relaxed if you do? Like Sunday around 11 o'clock. <laughs> I know. By the way, you don't count because you actually do other jobs on the weekend. So never mind. Let me, let me ask you. I feel good on Sunday when around 6 o'clock p.m. Actually, no, 8 o'clock p.m. Yeah. When everything is finally done and I have the show sheet and the laundry's done and the house is clean and it's vacuumed. But then I have to wake up and go. I mean, this is just a reminder that the 40-hour work week was designed with the idea that as adults, there would be another person in our lives who did our cooking, who did our cleaning, or you were the person who was doing it, right? The 40-hour work week was not designed for two adults living together to be spending the entire week out of the home. It, like the math just does not add up for yeah. modern families. Now, I guess one counter argument would be: so you eliminate that ha- half day on Friday, so you you give them a, a, an additional time. So then, does that mean that creep it starts creeping back? And so then that Friday in the morning, it really isn't uh, much in terms of productivity at all. So you're really looking at uh, Thursday, you know, and then is there's that wind down starting on Thursday, right? I guess that would be one concern. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of what what would be the argument against it, other than, you know, everything comes to a halt on Friday afternoon. If, if you can do that, but still say, hey, you know, if something pops up or if there's something really pressing, you will jump into action. I think it's a great solution. But, but you know, if the part where Ursula you say if something pops up, the majority of people will jump into action. You want to know why? 
because they want to continue to make sure it's that true. productivity during the four days is still like, hey, that person's on yes. their game. Don't hey, give me a reason for the boss or don't give the bosses a reason to get rid of this little perk. That exactly. So that yeah. person is going to go the extra mile to make sure everything is good. And as a matter of fact, you probably won't even have to tell them that things have come in. So if it is that Thursday, right, and usually sometimes at five o'clock people shut down no matter what's left over. If it's that Friday, Ursula, 5 o'clock, and they still have a project that's not finished yet, they're not going anywhere because they're going to take care of that project to make sure that they can relax on Friday. You know what? This conversation makes way too much sense. And I know one thing I've learned. (laughs) Anyway, coming up next here on the G. Ursula Show, it's the scenarios. It's G. Ursula. Scenarios is brought to you by 1-800-DUI-AWAY. Scenarios, let's go. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Okay, buckle up, Ursula. I found a backpack two weeks ago in a rental car. The backpack had some credit cards, driver's license, and other things in it. As in $3,000 in cash in the backpack. And it had the address, so I wrote a letter. I sent the backpack back in the mail with $1,500 in cash. I kept the other $1,500, well, to just see what he would do. On the day that he received it, he happened to be celebrating his birthday, I guess, and he was ecstatic. He sent me a nice car back and thanked me from the bottom of his heart. He included $15 in cash to cover my expenses for sending the backpack, which it was actually more, and then asked, what happened to the rest of the money? Now, I'm angry. I know I shouldn't be, but I am. I mean, come on. Most people would have kept all the money and maybe sent the credit cards back. Some would have gone on a spending spree with his credit cards. This guy has the nerve to only cover my costs, which he didn't with the $15, and then ask for the rest of the money. I'm glad I kept the $1,500, and I'm thinking I should have kept this as just my reward. Now, who's the jerk here? 888-973-5476. 888-973-5476. It's the Muckle Shoot Casino Resort text line. Ursula, you have to bat first. Sometimes you got to get those easy ones. Here we go. Who's the jerk? <laughs> uh, I'm just curious what made you think that if you were going to return the guy's stuff, that you should just go ahead and pocket half the money. Let what You kind of did away with your good deed by taking half the money. That's my opinion. If you're going to... Uh, my inclination would be you give everything, including all the contents, to the rightful owner. And you weren't the rightful owner. You just happened to find something that, that someone lost. So am I wrong for thinking that? I mean, it's, it's so easy. Right? It's, 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 right? So it's a layup right here. Exactly. <laughs> layup. <laughs> Chef. I know what you're hoping for. I know what you're hoping for. <laughs> you remember that bag of cash next to an ATM? Yes. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Ago. Here's the deal. Uh, who's the jerk? I don't know. The guy who lost his backpack or the guy who could be uh, convicted in court of grand larceny? 
because what you you know who the owner of the money is. You have his name. You have his address. Like the only people who walk around with three thousand dollars in a backpack who aren't drug dealers are people who are like remodeling their house and need to pay a contractor. Not true. Or somebody who. Oh, I'm sorry. Someone from going to to her from a casino. No, nope, not true. Who keeps three thousand dollars in cash uh, in their backpack? There are a lot of, yeah, don't uh, don't yeah hey, don't chef, make an assumption. There's a lot of people. There are a lot there, of people. There, yeah, there are yeah. people who don't believe in banks. Yep, there yep, are people that just who, walk yeah. around with three thousand dollars in yeah. cash. Maybe. Chef, chef, yeah. seriously, yes. Who do you guys hang out with? <laughs> I'm not saying it's necessarily <laughs> yet, but yes, chef. Tell you three thousand dollars in cash yeah, okay. all the time. All right. Well, anyone who would send you fifteen bucks is clearly hurting for the money. You you, you can't take his money. Period. You stole his money. You stole his money. That's yeah. it. I mean, you could claim like, oh, that was all that was in there. But no, you don't do that. You stole his yeah. money. Uh, you know, to quote my good friend Liz in Gig Harbor, she says the writer of this scenario is a huge jerk. And yeah. I agree. You are a, a jerk. You found something of someone's. The most you should have taken out of that $3,000 was enough to cover what your it, postage. Th- th- they took your, to send yeah. it back. Yeah. Right. That's it. To, to take half and then justify, well, I could have done this, is absolutely wrong. But you know what, Ursula? I, I, I noticed that in my past, when I've done wrong things, I was really quick to justify oh, those yeah. actions, right? And I think that some people just have a hard time of just realizing that's just wrong. But don't you worry. In my opinion, oh, baby. It's going to come back. Oh, you believe you, in karma. Oh, oh what? You, it's going to come back. You know that job you wanted? You know that, that pay raise you wanted? You know that wife you wanted to stay faithful? All kinds of stuff can happen when you start doing bad karma out there in the world like that. Come back and hit you. That, like, what you. conversation did that guy have with himself? Say, okay, there's $3,000 here. I'll just take half of it. He's probably saying, oh, this guy should be happy that he gets anything back. Mm-hmm. Does it, wouldn't it make you feel good, Ursula, if you found someone's $3,000? Yes. Wouldn't it make you feel good to give it back to that person? That would be the best feeling. And, and why would you ruin that moment? Yeah. To just be like, oh, hey, I found your money. Yeah. Here you go. Or found someone's lost ring. Right? I, I always dreamed that someone... I wrote an essay about a ring that I lost. It was a ring given to me on my 8-8... Turning eight on eight eight uh-huh. birthday, and it was a really special ring. And I wrote about it uh, because it was that special. And I still to this day wish it was given to me by my dad. It was an opal ring. I wish someone had found it and given it to me. <laughs> mm. Mm. You know what? You know what? I hope. I hope one day I get my class ring that was stolen from me at gunpoint. It, it has my it has my name in there. It's got my class number. Like, how can anyone enjoy that? Right? Well, Knowing someone else's name in there, how hard would it be to find you? I'm sure when they had that pistol to my head, they wouldn't. They didn't say, "Hey, you know what, G? You you keep this ring. We don't need that." That stinks because that's sentiment too. <laughs> what do you got, brother? Well, what goes around comes around is karma's old mantra. And in this case, there's a pinch or hint of it here that Salt Bay sprinkled on these two and this bag of cash. I think it's fair to claim a tax for finding the money, but half is just obviously excessive, and fifteen dollars is incredibly underwhelming on the other side. I think both parties can improve on their sides, and at the the end of the day, this guy is so fortunate to get at least half of this cash back. You got life, 
I think on the other side, though, if he maybe dipped in just a little bit, maybe 100, 200, the other guy wouldn't have made it such a big deal. But, man, he got a little greedy on that one. It's good stuff. That was an easy one right there. But I could always count on Chef to make it interesting. What, because I'm gobsmacked that people regularly carry around thousands of dollars in cash? Some people. Uh, no, no, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I, no, I don't think some it's normal. I don't think it's zero cash. I don't think it's normal, right? Like, I, I don't care. Like, I think that when I hear about people carrying cash all the time, there are some people, yeah. Chef, that cannot walk around without cash. I'm like, no, I don't want anything on me. Nothing at all. Oh, but I do. I do keep a. I do. I do keep a two dollar bill in my wallet at all times. Okay, what surprises you more? Huh. Someone who carries three thousand dollars in cash, or someone who carries zero cash? <laughs> three thousand. <Okay. laughs> all right. Agree to disagree comes up next. Gina.